Sernu, this is the Rorschach Nigeria update from the 24th of March, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Nigeria. Let's kick off this edition with some news on the coronavirus pandemic. If you plan to travel to Nigeria, we do have some news for you. The government announced on Monday the 21st that as of the 4th of April, fully vaccinated people traveling to Nigeria will not need to take PCR tests before departure. However, they must take a rapid antigen test upon arrival. On the other hand, unvaccinated passengers will have to take either a PCR test at least 48 hours before departure or on the second and seventh day after their arrival. The federal government said that these changes were the result of travelers' complaints about the cost of PCR tests. The authorities also said that vaccinated travelers will not have to pay for the rapid antigen test. Also on Monday the 21st, the government reported that about 200 citizens that had to return to the country from Ukraine because of the Russian invasion tested positive for coronavirus. They have been put in quarantine in accordance with the COVID-19 regulations. The presence of the coronavirus hasn't stopped Lassa fever from spreading in the country. On the 13th of March, the Nigerian Center for Disease Control reported that this year there were more than 600 cases and more than 100 deaths from the Lassa fever. On Friday the 18th, the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention, or CDC, warned travelers to Nigeria of the outbreak of disease in 11 states. The CDC advised travelers to avoid contact with rodents and food and materials that may be contaminated with rodent urine and droppings. They also told people to seek immediate medical care if they develop symptoms like fever, chills, headache, vomiting, or if they have trouble breathing. To see which are the states affected by the outbreak, you can take a look in our show notes. And rodents aren't the only thing you should be avoiding. On Monday the 21st, the National Agency for Food and Drug Administration warned citizens over the use of four male sexual enhancement brands which are Megman Performance Booster, Mac Daddy Red, The Red Pill, and Rise Up Capsules. The agency said that the brands, which used to be sold on Amazon, were recalled by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration in February because they contained Tadalafil. Tadalafil may lower blood pressure to a level that is life-threatening to consumers who already take drugs to lower their blood pressure. From products that were recalled to a new venture in the country, Microsoft opened its first software engineering office in the country called the African Development Center on Monday the 21st. The governor of Lagos State and the minister of communications and digital economy were among the dignitaries at the launch. The company said that this new office will address unemployment in the country and absorb tech talent into the global economy. The Microsoft Office wasn't the only venture that was launched this week. On Tuesday the 22nd, President Buhari launched the Dengote fertilizer plant in Lego State, which is owned by the richest man in Africa, Aliko Dangote. The Russian invasion of Ukraine has disrupted the shipping of fertilizer from Russia, which is the largest exporter of fertilizer in the world. Dangote said the fertilizer from the plant will be exported to meet the shortfall in demand. The president said the fertilizer plant will enable citizens to add value to farming and make the nation self-sufficient in food production. 
Speaking of President Buhari, on Tuesday the 22nd, he also launched the new terminal at the International Airport in Lagos, which can handle up to 15 million passengers a year. It was built by the Chinese Civil Engineering Construction Corporation and funded with loans from China. President Buhari will finish his tenure next year, and the race for the presidential elections is getting heated as his opponent in the 2019 elections, Atiku, on Wednesday the 23rd, declared his intention to run again next year. He went on to say that he will focus on national unity, the economy, and on education if elected. Atiku is a member of the main opposition party, the People's Democratic Party, and is seen as one of the favorites in the election. We've got some political news from Anambra State, which is south of Abuja. The new state governor, Charles Saludo, was sworn in on Thursday the 17th. People are excited at what he can do for the finances of the state, especially as he's a former head of the central bank. He promised better financial management of the state's money since he claimed that the former governor left only 300 million naira, which is about $730,000 in the bank, and 110 billion naira, or $270 million, of debt. And since we're talking about the central bank, the bank left interest rates unchanged on Monday the 21st, despite the inflation rate rising in February. According to the head of the bank, increasing rates will reduce economic recovery and the expansion of investment in the country. However, one thing that will not remain unchanged is the men's football squad. Wilfred Ndidi, who plays for the English football club Leicester City, got injured in a match on Thursday the 17th, so he will be on the sidelines for a few weeks. On Monday the 21st, Innocent Burnke was called up to take his place in the national football team and played in the FIFA World Cup qualifying fixture that will be held against Ghana on Friday the 25th and Tuesday the 29th. And at least there was some good news for sports fans during the week. Athlete Ersue Brume won silver in long jump at the World Athletic Indoor Championships that were held in Serbia from Friday the 18th to Sunday the 20th. The last time the country won a medal at the competition was in 2008. And athletes aren't the only ones who have the chance to win awards. On Thursday the 17th, broadcasting company MultiChoice announced that Africa Magic Viewers' Choice Awards, which rewards the best movies and television series of the year, will be held from the 7th to the 14th of May. Some nominees include Mercy Johnson in the Best Supporting Actress category and Jennifer's Diary in the Best Television Series category. To check out the awards event calendar, you can follow the link in our show notes. Speaking of multi-choice, on Saturday the 19th, the federal government ordered the company to make some changes to DSTV, the Play TV series of the company. These changes will protect the interests of customers and include a price lock option that will allow customers to maintain the same subscription fee for a year. Currently, subscriptions are paid monthly, which means that the company can suddenly increase its fees. The company will also have to set up a 24-hour hotline to help customers deal with any issues they might have. MultiChoice responded by increasing prices on Tuesday the 22nd. The company said prices had to be increased due to rising inflation rates in the country, which has increased its operational costs. So now let's close this edition with some fundraising news. Digital media company Big Cabal Media, which is the parent company of news websites Tech Cabal and Zicoco, raised more than $2 million in funding from investors including Future Africa and Mac Venture Group on Friday the 18th. The company said the funds raised will be used to expand its products and increase the wages of the staff. 
All right, and that's it for this week. Thank you, as always, so much for joining us. Uh, We'd love to improve our updates, but we do need some feedback from you. It doesn't matter how long you've been listening to us. We want to know what you think. So please let us know by emailing us at podcast at Rorschach.com. That's R-O-R-S-H-O-K.com. Or you can always follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Nigeria. Say go bang.